Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Ron Miller and uh, Jaws. Jaws is coming up also in the background. I'm a trainer with Vispero and I'm glad to be Unmute. here with you Currently again. Muted. Good thing. Are you now unmuted? Yeah, thanks. You're helpful. All right. So Jaws tells me after the fact that my audio is now unmuted. <laughs> All right. This is exciting. I'm going to mute speech so it can't give me any more uh, untimely hints. Um, I think I was was trying to unmute, had succeeded, didn't hear that it was unmuted and, and everything. So here we are. This is Ron Miller. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back with you again this Thursday. I am a trainer with Vispero. We spend a lot of time together. For those of you who uh, show up on ACB community uh, often or kind of often, and I am trying. It's with the wrong hand. Hey, <laughs> um, there we go. Wanted to disable alerts. So, huh? Here we are. It's Thursday. It's the middle of January. The year is already going by quickly. Um, I know you're going to say it's not really the middle of January yet. You're right, it's the 11th. However, I've got deadlines coming up. I want to step kind of off uh, schedule, off script, off something, and let everybody know that we are in the We have begun um, blindness, sorry, Braille Literacy Month. This is the 200th anniversary of... Uh, Braille, perhaps. Louis Braille, of course. There is some disagreement, I just learned, about when Louis Braille actually invented the Braille code as, as we know it, when he, he took the night writing code and made it into uh, the Braille code, made the improvements and changes he thought were better. There's a dispute as to his age. Was he 11? Was he 15 or 17? So that's neat. That adds some controversy and discussion. Um hopefully over a beverage and snacks and nothing gets too acrimonious. But this month, Vespero is celebrating Braille literacy, Braille in general as a company that's very involved in Braille. And as a person who uses Braille all the time, I think Braille literacy is very important. I could, I could have a discussion with all of you oh, for at least 30 minutes on the importance of Braille, how it's affected my life, uh, how I started as a little kid, Learning Braille, Sally Mangold was my TVI. Back in the old days, they called those resource teachers and all kinds of things like that. Uh, I won't get off onto that, but I will tell you, watch this space. ACB has just done a big, long thing on Braille, and I understand the recordings are now available. I plan on availing myself of those, perhaps uh, this weekend, and giving them a listen. Uh, the Braille Revival League has been around for decades now, and I hope... If you have the time and the need that you're learning Braille, that you're using Braille, and I, I know when I say that, um, I get a a murmur <laughs> of people who say, you know, I'm I'm whatever, name your age and stage and wage. I'm 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and I don't need Braille. Uh, people who lost their sight later in life, and I don't dispute that because you're already literate. Just because you can't see the print doesn't mean you're not literate. But literacy is the ability to, to, to gather information from a written code, right? So 
even if you're not reading, even if you can't read, it doesn't mean you're dumb. And I, I, I always kind of preface this or uh, parenthesize this with this. I, I'm, to say somebody isn't literate doesn't mean they're dumb. It just means you cannot read a written code and obtain information from it. And I, I think Braille literacy, depending on, again, your age, your stage, and wage, is super important, and also depending on your need, but especially for, for kids who are growing up and need a written code, and print can't be that code, I, I can't say enough how important learning Braille, using Braille is, and I said I wasn't going to take long on this, and I've already spent minutes on it. Um, I am a little bit passionate about this because uh, I see its effect in my life. I know others uh, who are here today feel very strongly about the use of Braille, all that kind of thing. But I just, I really meant to say, this month is uh, our focus January. Look for webinars from Vespero. Look for some podcasts. Uh, I'm in the middle of putting together a an overview podcast for our split Braille feature, which we've talked about. And then, and then, I'm going to be putting together, and Vespero will be releasing some short podcasts which deal with each split braille view specifically. So we will spend some time on each view. We'll describe it. We'll, we'll go through it. We'll talk about some ways in which, it, in which it may be used. So use case scenarios, that kind of thing. So that's coming up in the month of January, okay? Now, let's move to our topic. This Today's topic, uh, ostensibly it's five tips and uh, for making uh, Word easier to use with JAWS. Um, when I talked to the great, the great Elizabeth Whitaker, who's my boss, uh, she's our um, education, director of education here at Vispero, she was telling me we're getting a lot of email uh, from people who listen to this webin- webinar, ABCB Community, and other webinars where we, we talk about, we reference using JAWS Setting Center and making changes. And I know we all have done that here. And also in using JAWS Quick Settings, which we have talked about a lot last summer when we were talking about uh, Word and various things. I look back at my uh, uh, the, the files I have when I, when I build these presentations, you know, 10 tips for using Word, formatting Word, using tables in Word. We've talked a lot about using Microsoft Word, and I've taken you to Quick Settings. And I guess there's been some confusion as people are grappling with JAWS Settings Center versus JAWS Quick Settings. So I will give you some tips, some things that uh, are useful perhaps for you in Word, but let's take some time together and let's look at JAWS Setting Center as JAWS Quick Settings. And we will do that as soon as I can look at my notes. Uh, my other computer has hung over here. And my notes are on my my second computer. Let's see if we can get that back up because I really don't want to make this up as I go. <laughs> Bear with me just a moment. Something that I have noticed, and I will give you this as, as my tip because it annoys me, is one of the things that are is hard to tell when you're trying to boot up a computer like this and see what it's doing is you never really know when the computer has actually begun to come up because uh, there's no hard drive to hear anymore. Right. And there's not always a fan that spins up. 
And so, like, this one was actually booting up in the background. My, my speaker just came up and stuff. But I didn't know, uh, as we were talking uh, about. I have, I have two Windows 11 computers. One of them is a laptop. And I did the very same thing. And I thought, well, there's something wrong with the laptop because I couldn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I, so I soft-booted it. And it screwed up my operating system when I finally got it up and running. Oh, I had no, to take it in, on. and we had to just redo the whole operating system. So that's some of the problems that exist when you don't have cues. And, yes. and we don't have very many of them. No, we Ron, don't we have a question. Oh, my goodness, really? Yeah, it's okay. what are you talking about today? That's what the question is. <laughs> Rob, go ahead, please. Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention one of the things that is very handy is to take an AM radio and just put the AM radio oh, right near the computer. That's true. And, and you're let, let the noise. People uh, who can you'll hear, you'll hear various noises. And yeah, so. Sure. That's that's one recommendation I I, I have. Does it, it matter where you put it, Rob? In 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 proximity to the computer? Um, Anywhere? No, I think as long as it's really close. Yeah, you know, you might have to move it around a little bit just to to, to maximize. Of course, you're going to find a clear frequency. Sure. Yeah, I had oh, forgotten no, you can about hear the heterodyne too. Yep. Yeah, you can great hear the idea. Heterodyne even on an AM. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Put it near the CPU. Don't put it if you've got a tower. It's not the keyboard that's going to do it for you. No, it's no, the, no. no. <laughs> if you've got a laptop, get it kind of over and centered. All right. I actually have notes. Thank you, Robert. That's a great idea. And the one I was going to suggest, because um, not everybody has AM radios. I'm a radio geek. I've got uh, not DC to daylight, but DC to uh, what? One gigahertz or something. So close to DC, anyways. Uh, long wave to to high UHF. Uh, the other thing I was going to suggest, which is what I did, is I took my USB cable and mm-hmm. plugged it into my computer and plugged it into my Focus Braille display. Um, oh, and uh, when yeah. it started to boot, the little USB icon appeared at the right end of the Braille line. Good idea. Yeah, because it often boots up faster than Jaws te- when Jaws tells us. Oh yeah, it's usually far faster. The desktop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, You'll at least see power. You'll see the port get hit, and then it'll pull everything. So it, it comes up, it goes down, and it comes back up. And you know that something is happening because it, it will wake your display up. So if you if you are in the situation and you're wondering, is this booting up or not, one of the ways to do it is to get your, your USB cable, plug it into the USB port, plug it into your focus display. And I will assume anybody, you know, any manufacturer's Braille display, um, with exceptions, when there's power, uh, often they'll wake up. I know the focus will. Some of the other displays that are uh, smart displays, some of them will sit and stay powered down. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority will boot up when they see uh, uh, power to the port. I don't know if that'll work with an e-reader. I'll have to try that. But I know it works with a focus. Sure, because I just did it. The other the other uh. manufacturers, I just don't know. I don't have a, a sample from HumanWare and Hims and everything over here. So finally, finally, let's talk about the topic at hand 15 minutes into this webinar. 16 minutes now. And uh, again, my, uh, my apologies, but we are up and we are running. So there has been confusion, as I said earlier, uh, by some people and questions sent about the difference between JAWS setting center and quick setting. So let's look at those for a minute. And... First, let's start with JAWS Setting Center. And if you are an old-timer to JAWS, you will remember that way back in the day, more than a decade ago now, JAWS had a bunch of 
locations for settings. I can't even remember what they're called anymore. It's been long enough. But when you were going to set up JAWS, you'd just done an install or a reinstall or you did a major update. <laughs> uh, you had to go in and change a bunch of settings to meet your needs. Maybe you changed a key echo. Maybe you changed uh, how, how numbers were spoken. Maybe you, you went and did this stuff. And th- these settings were, were spread out amongst two or three different dialogues you had to open up. And so a decision was finally made, and I was very happy to see it made, uh, to take and to, I believe aggregate is the term, to aggregate all this stuff, to grab these different settings from the different dialogues and move them all into one place, which was quite cleverly called Setting Center. Because you could go there and find most of the settings that you'd ever need to change. So JAWS Setting Center provides a, a consistent interface and central access point for JAWS features and settings. You can make changes to uh, setting center you know, configurations uh, that are saved, and they're saved in various configuration files. So let's look at setting center for a minute or two. You open up setting center by pressing insert F6. You can also get to it by pressing... Uh, insert F2 and working your way through that to setting center, but I really prefer doing the shortcut key. You know, don't make me dig down through menus. Uh, some people like the process perhaps, but not me. So let's press insert and it's number row six. Insert number row six. Okay, and it helps if I turn speech back on. Full speech. There's speech. Insert number row six. Zoom software draws setting center dialog. Search box edit, control plus E. And there's a, a dialog box that opens up, and there's a number of different items involved or uh, included. And the first thing you heard was that it said this was Zoom settings, or words to that effect. That's because Setting Center allows you to make changes to JAWS according to your preferences, of course, and they can be application specific. Okay. So they can be application-specific. You're going to use Shift-Tab or Tab to move through the different areas of this dialog box. There are a number of, of uh, uh, selections here. So the first thing, there's an application combo box. That lets you select what application you're making changes for. Let me Shift-Tab here. Application combo box. Zoom software, 188 of 189. <laughs> so we any changes I would make right now in Setting Center would only come into effect if I launch Zoom. Okay? This is 88 of 89. If I arrow down one more time, or 189. Zoom text installer, 189 of... One- and then the Zoom text installer is another app. Let me press WO. We'll do a fast search. Word, 174 of 189. So I've now I'm focused on Word, and any changes I make to JAWS will only, only be applied when I open up Word, when I launch Word. Or if Word is running and I'm in, oh, I don't know, Inbox for Microsoft Outlook, or I'm on a web page using Google Chrome or Edge or Brave, uh, those Word-related settings will not come into effect. But... When I navigate back to Word, perhaps, I press Alt-Tab a few times. Word's open in the background. I get back to Word. Um, those changes I've made to Setting Center or in Setting Center will come into play. 
Okay. Let me tab once. Whoa. Jaws setting center word dialog. Search box edit. Control plus E. Okay. So there's a search box here, and I can type in uh, a string to look for a setting that I want to find. So we mentioned um, key echo. Press E-C-H-O echo. Oops. I just fat no matches that. found. I oh, -E. Sorry, Search I, edit box cleared. Let's try to get a hit a D there. So E C H O. Typing echo. One of eleven search results. I'm typing. I know I've said key echo. I always said this wrong. By the way, this was one of the problems I'd have when I'd go to those different settings dialogues that were available. Uh, before setting center was implemented with its great search box, I would go around looking for key echo, keyboard echo. I've been a JAWS user since the late 90s, and I still don't think of typing echo. I, I admit it quite freely, in fact, because I just demonstrated. So echo got me typing echo, which is what I would be talking about. And when you, have, when you hear the phrase, in this case, there's like 11 different results. Here, listen. Search box edit echo. Okay. You can press down arrow and move through the results. So let's move down here. 11 search results list box. Typing echo words. So typing echo, right now I have it set to words. And right here from this list of results, I can press space and make changes to typing echo. Let me press space here. Space, characters and words, four of four. Space, off, one of four. Space, characters, two of four. Space, words, three of four. Okay, so I've cycled through the choices for typing echo. And let's arrow down again. Screen echo, echo highlighted text, user. Allow mouse echo not checked. Allow typing echo not checked. Touch typing echo both characters and words. Touch keyboard, keyboard. Okay, I'm going to stop for a moment. So once I find the item I want, I can press enter to move focus directly to the item in the tree view. Okay, and we'll talk about the tree view in just a second here. So if you're familiar with tree views, this is very similar to any others that you would know. Let me tab once because... From this search edit field, if you don't enter text, or even if I did, I can tab and get to the tree view. By the way, you heard me fat finger the word echo. I added a D accidentally. Uh, let us pretend for a moment that I made a mistake. I didn't catch it right away. Now I want to go back and fix my entry or get rid of my entry and do a different search. Maybe, maybe echo wasn't what I wanted. I really was looking for a command and, and just have completely forgotten what it's called. But okay, I've got another idea. I'm going to try a different string. Let's say you want to delete the search string that's there. You don't want to tab and shift tab to get back to the edit field. If you press control E. Search box edit. Echo. Control plus E. You're placed right back. Focus is placed right back in that search box. And you can begin typing again. It's, it's selected. Echo is selected. So you could just overwrite it. You could press delete. You could press backspace. Blank. Selection deleted. Search edit box cleared. And you heard the search edit box is cleared. So you can go back and fix any mistakes you have made uh, by pressing Control E. Ron, we're not hearing you. I'm right back. Okay. Um, yep, thank you. Uh, you can... You can press Control E to get to the edit field. If you press Tab, Tree View, Level Zero, User, Closed, One of Twenty Six. You're in the Tree View. Now remember, a Tree View 
is imagine half a tree. So you're using the arrow key to move up and down the tree. Uh, you just heard user, and it said closed. If I arrow down, web slash HTML slash PDFs closed. Forms mode closed, etc. So this is, or these are the, the groups of things you can change. As you arrow down, they all say closed. Imagine a tree, a trunk of a tree. I'm moving from top to bottom, and there is a branch. Each branch has a label. In this case, we are on forms mode. If I press right arrow, forms mode open four items. It opens the forms mode forms mode branch, and there's four items on this branch. I can arrow down. Level one, select forms mode semi-auto. One of four, auto forms mode settings closed. And you heard select the forms mode is set for semi-auto. I pressed arrow down again, and I got to auto forms mode settings, and we're told that's closed. So there is a branch. On the branch, okay? It's just like a tree. Branches have littler branches. We heard there were four of these things, right? I'll arrow down again. Manual forms mode settings closed. Okay, manual forms mode settings. So I can open these and get into the, the, uh, the items, the, the branches on the branches, right? I can press right arrow. Manual forms mode settings open. One item. Okay, and I can keep working on this. I can keep moving through this. So, as you saw, I can use spacebar sometimes to make changes. Let's arrow down once into manual forms mode settings. Level 2. Disable forms mode when a new page loads. Unavailable. One of one. I manual can't. forms mode settings forms mode. So, I can't do that. It's unavailable. Let's press left arrow. That's how you close a branch. Level 1. Manual forms mode settings open. Can't one see. item. Forms mode. Let's press left arrow again to close it. Manual forms mode settings closed. Three of four. Okay, so we're back on the forms mode branch. We've closed the manual forms mode settings sub-branch. Let's arrow up here. Auto forms mode settings closed. Select forms mode semi-auto. Select forms mode semi-auto. There's some choices to make just like there were with, uh, with, the, uh, with the typing echo. Huh, I got it right. I almost said keyboard echo. So I can press spacebar to change the way forms mode responds. It's semi-automatic. One of these days, we'll do forms mode as part of a webinar and look at the different choices and why you care about them. Let's press spacebar to change forms mode. Space, manual, three of three. So forms mode, manual. Let's press space again. Space, auto, one of three. Auto or automatic forms mode. And once again, space, semi-auto, two of three. Spacebar to change that. So you can use spacebar to change the settings of things when you're navigating the tree view there's also times that you need to make more settings than just what would be easy to make with the space bar. When you need to do this, there is a configuration display pane, which is also on screen. Uh, people have enough vision, mouse users, etc. They can see that pane changing as you move from selection to selection. Normally, we don't have to mess with it. You can use the space bar to make changes. But if you need to get in and do in-depth changes, you can press the F6 key and get into that display pane. So, and as uh, that lets you make some changes, I'm going to show you how to use that in just a moment. And F6 will move you from the tree view into that display change, <laughs> display pane, sorry. Something you want to know about is there are help messages. There's a help pane 
all through this as you navigate up and down this tree view and in the branches and the sub-branches. And it, it displays context-sensitive help for the item which is currently selected in the tree view. Okay, so for example, I'm going to press, say, current line. Select forms mode semi-auto, one of four, forms mode. Okay, there's a help box for this. It's, I'm going to tab once to get to the help pane. Read-only edit. Use the radio buttons in this group to select how you wish to get in and out of forms mode. Okay, is there any more? Let's, let's read down. Use the radio buttons in this group to select how you wish to get in and out of forms mode. When set to auto, JAWS automatically enters forms mode when you press tab, shift plus tab, or the arrow keys to move to a control that requires forms mode in order to interact with it, such as an edit field or combo box. To indicate you have entered forms mode, you will hear a pop sound, or you can use the status cells in Braille. When you finish working with the control, you control comma. <laughs> and I'll stop here. If I were to continue to tab and I had made a change, I would hit an apply button. And then I would hit an OK button. OK button. Now, I, didn't, I didn't make any changes, so there isn't an apply button. I'll show you that in a moment. An OK button will, of course, take you out of it. It'll accept your changes and take you out of setting center. If the apply button appears because you've made some changes, if I want to implement the changes but keep making more changes, I would use the apply button. Let's pretend I'm just setting up JAWS. I've got my Braille display here, and JAWS is showing me uncontracted Braille for an example. So I go to Braille and I make some changes. I set up UEB contracted Braille as my Braille output and input. And I want to keep working in Setting Center, but I want to see contracted Braille as I'm reading Setting Center stuff. I can tab and tab until I get to Apply button, press Space. The Apply button will disappear. My changes will take effect and I'll have contracted Braille to read, but I will not leave Setting Center. Instead, I'm still sitting in Setting Center and I can go make more changes. So the apply button, when it's available, when it appears, that allows you to make changes or to, excuse me, to apply changes so they'll be implemented, but setting center remains open. If you tab to and activate the OK button, your changes will be applied, but setting center will also close. Okay, so there's two ways to apply changes uh, one leaves setting center open so you can work some more, and the other will make those changes and close setting center. Okay, so that that's important um, if you're going to be making a lot of changes and you want to do some things before you actually finish making those changes. So let's go back and talk about uh, our application-specific uh, nature of setting center. Remember I said that uh, each each one of those, we, was it 189 different applications, you could make changes specific to that application. But what if I want to make a change, like having contracted Braille input and output, what if I don't want that change to only be in Word or only be in Zoom or Excel or whatever? I want this to be a universal rule. When JAWS is running, I want UEB contracted Braille output and input. I need to have a default configuration file that gets changed that will tell JAWS, hey, apply this. And there is one, okay, default configuration. Now I could go back to that list. Let's shift tab back to it. Read only edit, status tree view, select forms, search box edit, application, combo box, Word, 174 of 189. 
I, I don't feel like pressing D to get to default or DEF or whatever. And maybe I'm still in the tree view. Search box tree view. Select forms. I've gone to Braille by pressing B. Level zero. Braille. Closed. Okay. 10 of 26. And I won't do this, but let's say I've, I've you know, gone all the way into the Braille branch, into translation, into all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is still set up for Zoom. I want, I want the default configuration uh, file to be open. So I will have contracted input and output in my Braille globally. The way to do this, and we've talked about this as we've gone through steps for using Setting Center before, is to press Control-Shift-D, Delta, or Default, Control-Shift-D. And this is what happens. Ready? JAWS Setting Center Default All Applications. Default All Applications. Now, when I make these changes, I will have contracted Braille, both input and output, globally. Anytime JAWS is running, that's what I'll get. Okay? Now, we talked about using the space bar in Setting Center. Let's look at using checkboxes. And we're going to messages since we're on the Braille branch here. Let's press right arrow to open the Braille branch. Braille, open, seven items. Okay, and there's seven things in this branch, seven little branches. Let's press right arrow. Level one, general, closed, one of seven, Braille. General, let's press right arrow. General, open, nine items. Level two, translation closed, one of nine, That's general, Braille. About. The first thing in general is translation. It's still closed. I'm going to press F. Level one, flash messages, closed, four of seven, so Braille. flash messages. I keep talking over her. Sorry. Let's press right arrow. Flash messages, open, five items. So I'm going to arrow down into flash messages. I could press right arrow and get to the first one, but I can also press down arrow since it's open. Here we go. Level two, enable flash messages checked. One of five, flash messages braille. So this is a checkbox. There are five other things in the flash messages branch. And of course, to, to operate a checkbox, I can press space. Space, not checked. I really do want flash messages though, so I'm going to press space again. Space. Checked. Okay. So, you can press space on a checkbox. You can press space when you're going to change some simple states. But, uh, let's look at the configuration display pane that I talked about a moment ago. Uh, let's look at speech on demand options. Now, I'm going to go back to the edit field. I'm going to try pressing control E from here. I'm not sure it'll let me get there from here. JAWS Settings Center Default All Applications Dialog. Search box edit. Control plus E. <laughs> I've never tried that before. So from the tree view, you can press Control E, and you're taken right back to the search dialog. Here we go. So let's press demand. Let's enter the word demand. D-E-M-A-N-D. Speech on demand options. One of one search results. Okay, and here's my speech on demand options. I'm going to press down arrow. Demand. One search results list box. Speech on demand options. Speech options. Now press enter to take us there. Enter. Search edit box cleared. Tree view. Speech on demand options closed. Three of three. Speech I, options. I can move through here. Let's open the branch. Speech on demand options open. Three. Level two. Allow reading commands checked. One of three. Speech on demand options. Speech op Reading commands. I'll press down arrow. Allow mouse echo not checked. Your internet connection is unstable. Uh oh. Can you guys still hear me? We can. You're good. Oh, you're good. You're stay. You're well. The connection is stable. You may not be, but <laughs> one of us is unstable. Yes. That's right. <laughs> okay. Let's press down arrow again. Allow typing echo not checked. Okay. So, but let's press F6 to go into this configuration pane. Speech options page. Speech on demand options allow typing echo checkbox not checked. 
Okay, so we're now in the um, uh, the configuration display pane, and I can just tab through all of the options. Now you notice that allow uh, typing echo is not checked. That was where we were in a moment ago, but let's let's press tab. Speech mode, full speech radio button checked. One of two. Now this is one of the things uh, it's hard to get to using the space bar. Speech on demand actually gives you two different modes uh, in how messages are spoken. You've got full speech, one of two. Let's arrow down. Speech mode, less speech radio button checked. Less, two of two. Less speech. Okay. So when speech is spoken, I, I've now opted for less speech. Let's press tab. Less speech options, mute speech radio button checked. Two of two. And the less speech options... Again, I've got two options. Mute speech is what's set for right now. Let's up arrow. Less speech options, speech on demand, radio button checked. Or speech on demand. Speech on demand, when you press insert space followed by S, means that JAWS normally won't read. It will speak things like application titles when the windows open. You can force JAWS to read sentences with say all. Uh, there are some things you can do. But I, when I use Braille, uh, especially if I'm in a setting where it's noisy or I've got people around, I don't want JAWS to speak at all. So I'm going to press down arrow. Less speech options, mute speech radio button checked. Two so, two. So when I invoke speech on demand, I actually want speech to mute. I don't want speech to talk. And I do a lot of work that way. Uh, sitting out in the living room with my Braille display and my laptop over on the end table or whatever, my family's there. Uh, through my last few years in college again, I've done a lot of reading, a lot of uh, composing documents and things. I've got other people around, and so I don't want speech speaking. I want it to be quiet. If I'm traveling and in an airport, I don't really want it reading my emails aloud, even with headphones, because airports can be lousy. lousy. They can be lousy, too, <laughs> but they can be noisy. Anyway, so you've got some, some, some choices. Let's press tab. Less speech options. Play JAWS sounds checkbox checked. Alt plus J. Okay, do I want the different JAWS sounds? Yes, I do. The little pops for forms mode and other things. Speech on demand options allow reading commands checkbox checked. Okay. If I'm using speech on demand and I issue a reading command, we would have, uh, it would read next line sentence character, previous line current. But I use speech mute, so this doesn't really apply to me. But it is there as I tab through this pane. Speech on demand options allow mouse echo checkbox not checked. Speech on demand options allow typing echo checkbox not checked. Speech mode less speech radio button checked. Two of two. And we've curved or wrapped back around to where we were. So I'm going to press up arrow. Speech mode, full speech radio button checked. I'll do full speech when speech is active. Now, to get out of this pane, I just press F6. Because otherwise you can never make it to the apply and OK buttons, right? You just keep going round and round this second pane. So let's press F6 to get back to the tree view. Tree view. Allow typing echo not checked. Three of three. Okay. So let me show you one more thing about setting center that's important and you should know about. Let's say we've made all these changes and you do either apply and do more changes or you press OK, you're done. And JAWS is acting kind of funny. It's not doing what you want it to do. Or maybe tomorrow you start, you make some changes, you shut the computer down for the night, you come back to work or school or home tomorrow. And JAWS is acting kind of weird. What's going on? Oh, man, I must have changed something. I'll take you back to the olden days when we had you know, three different dialogues, uh, at least, for making changes to JAWS. You had to kind of guess, what did I change? What did I do? And even when Setting Center was first introduced, you know, you've got 20-something different groups of settings, and you, you say, what did I do? Well, I'm going to press the End key. End. Level 0. Last changed settings. 
closed. 26 La- of- last changed settings. It's the last thing on the tree, 26 of 26. It has sometimes been my best friend because if you open this branch, I'll press right arrow. There may not be much in here. I don't know. Last changed settings. Open. 13 items. Ooh, I've changed 13 items. You can go into last change settings and arrow down. Level 1. Smart navigation mode web slash HTML slash PDFs. Navigation off. One oh, of thir- Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I've forgotten the stuff I've changed, which is how I normally break stuff because then I don't restore things. Typing echo user words. Okay, let's arrow down. Select forms mode, forms mode. Okay, and I'm not going to make you listen to all 13 of these. Just so you know, when you've made changes, you can come down to last change settings. There they are. You can reverse them. I'd say do them one at a time, but you may read down through the list and go, oh, yeah, that, that's why this is acting weird. Make any changes, reverse any things you want. It can be a lifesaver. Uh, it's one of the few times you have a redo button in real life. <laughs> Um, if you've played games online or games on any of your devices, you know it's always really cool if you're in an adventure game where your character could die. You you perform the save game before you move into the lethal area in the room, place, level, whatever. And it lets you come back and do it over if you get killed. This is the do-over for JAWS settings. You've made changes and you can now do it over again. I'll press tab. Read only edit. Use the OK button. There's my OK button. Cancel button. Cancel button. I'll just undo any changes I've done. I'm going to press space. Space. Zoom webinar. Mute. Okay. The quick settings, quick settings uh, dialog that comes up. Quick settings, it makes it easy to change application specific settings uh, as well as individual document settings. So quick settings is intended for you to be, for example, in Word, maybe in Excel, in a specific application, uh, as opposed to setting center, which often is global, but as you saw, can also be application specific. But it, it gives you the ability to, you can, you can change settings for individual documents or applications. You can determine whether changes will still be uh, in effect after you've ended a JAWS session and restarted JAWS, you can set what's called persistence. So I can make changes in quick settings and tell JAWS, hey, I want this to be saved and always, always happen, or I want it to only persist until JAWS is, is shut down and restarted, or I want it to persist only until, only until focus moves away from this window and comes back. I don't know if you've ever set JAWS. Perhaps you, you need to have typing... Uh, Echo set to characters for a while so you can hear what you type. So you set it up to do there and you alt-tab away to something else and you come back. Man, and that setting is gone. You're back to whatever your, your default is set to. Well, that's because the persistence is set to, um, you know, until you leave the window. So you can change that, okay? Um, it lets you do that. There's a quick settings as well. And it looks very similar to... Very similar to using Setting Center. You get there by pressing Insert V. I'm going to move us to a Word document. Zoom. Launch meetings in progress. I can connect national deafblind equipment. There's Edit. an I can connect document on the I can connect program. And let's press Insert V, Victor. Quick settings Word dialog. Search box edit. Control plus E. Now notice that it said quick settings Word. So we're adjusting for Word and... Uh, when I'm adjusting JAWS options, this tree view opens, and once again, there is a search dialog. You can type in stuff that you're looking for. We've done this a lot in the past as we're, we're 
the word to do different things. Just like we saw in Setting Center, you can press Control E, and that gets you back to the dialog so you can type in more stuff or change what you've done. Okay. Let me show you what persistence settings look like. Um, there are a number of different levels. There is restore settings when JAWS exits, which means if I've made changes, I'll use my typing echo as an example. I normally keep typing echo set to words, but I'm working in a document that I, I must hear each character as it's entered. I can't just rattle away for whatever reason. Um, I can use this, this level of persistence and set it up so that uh, when I exit JAWS, that setting is gone. And when I go back to Word the next time, it'll be typing echo words. You've got restore setting when photo changes. So like I said a moment ago, if I alt-tab away to some other applications, that setting is gone. And when I come back, uh, it, will, it will be my default setting again, right? And there is save the settings. So it will always be applied when I open up Word. An example of that is perhaps I'm setting up track changes, and I now want JAWS to announce when, when uh, there are uh, additions, deletions, maybe comments in the text as I collaborate with other people. I'd turn track changes on in Word, and then I'd set up some track changes settings uh, using quick settings to control how JAWS addresses and talks about um, track changes. So I would set that up to, to, to persistence would be save so that it would persist all the time, okay? Whether a JAWS session is ended and restarted or whatever, okay? So that is how quick settings work, okay? Um, you know, if I've got a Word document open, we've, we've moved already into quick settings. I've got the, I've got the document open. I'm uh, sorry, I've got the dialog open. And let's press typing for just a moment. Typing echo, one of one search results. And of course, there's the one I was talking about. Um, typing echo is there. Typing, one search results list box. Typing echo words, editing options. So I'm in the tree view. If I want typing echo words, let's change it. Space, both characters and words. To both characters, four four. To both characters and words, I want the persistence to be um, I want it to be now, just when I, just for now, if focus changes, it would be different. Let's press the applications key to look at persistence. We've never done this before together. Applications, context menu, G, go to the setting in tree, G. Nope, let's go to the setting in the tree view, sorry. I didn't press enter, but it took that into account. Let's press enter. Enter, search edit box cleared, leaving menus, tree view. Okay. Typing echo both characters and words. One of four. Editing <laughs> so options. I am Ed there. Let's press the application key. If you don't have an application key on your computer, perhaps on your laptop, you'd press Shift F10. Applications. Context menu. R. Restore setting when JAWS exits. R. Okay. I'll press down arrow. Restore setting when focus changes. That's e. the one I would want. I'd press echo. Uh, enter here. Enter. <laughs> Leaving menus. Tree view. Typing echo both characters and words. Restore on focus change. And I can tab. Read only edit. This option controls how JAWS speaks as you. And just like in Setting Center, there is that little help box that tells you what this setting does. I'll press tab. Expand tree view checkbox not checked. Now, we never really talked about this, but by default, when JAWS is installed and you come into Setting Center, all of the branches on the tree view are opened. So as you're arrowing up or down looking for stuff, if you don't use the search edit field, maybe you don't remember exactly what something is called, um, every single branch is open. You have every single selection 
If you uncheck this checkbox, the expand tree checkbox, then when you come into setting center, all the branches will be closed. I'm sorry, when you come into quick settings, all the branches will be closed just like they are in setting center. And it makes it much easier to navigate up and down. I leave this one. I actually uncheck it the first time I turn on setting center. And then I leave it unchecked. OK button. And there's my OK button. Space. Edit. OK. So we're now back into our Word document. Are there any questions? Uh, I know we've lost some time. We have covered a lot of ground, though. No questions. OK. So let me at least show you a couple of things that I found um, were interesting and useful. Some of, these some of these we have seen before, but just some things you can use. Oh, I heard a pop. Do we have somebody? No. Okay, I'll let it go. So um, one of the, the things that I use quite a, quite a lot is, uh, oops, let me get back down. I, I, I ran past my notes. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So if I want to get words that are marked as misspelled, I don't believe I have any in this document, uh, you can press Control and Shift and L, and JAWS will make a list of misspelled words. Now, you can also press F7 to launch the spell checker, but it is a much more involved process. You have a whole dialogue to tab through and controls to get to. Bottom I'm going to go file. to the bottom like of this file. And I'm going Enter. to misspell a word or two. Enter. I'm just pressing, I'm making a couple of blank lines. Let's let's press, let's make the word um, D-U-O-R. D -U -O -R. And the next Enter. word would be um, A-U-T-O-M-O-B-I-E-L. -A -A automobile, badly misspelled. Those are my two words. Let's see if it catches those. So I'm going to press Control. Shift L Lima. Control Shift L. Please wait processing 10 items. Spelling errors dialog. List one list view. I can connect. One of 10. Okay, it doesn't like I can connect. There's a number of things. There's 10 things it didn't like, including my two spelling errors. I can connect. Two of 10. Now you're going to get a, uh, a list item for every instance of the misspelling. And that's because you can press enter on any of these and it will take you directly to that spot in the text. I can connect. I can connect four of ten. A lot of it, or a lot of instances of I can connect. Let me press end. End. AO automobile. Ten of ten. Okay, there's my AO automobile. Let's press enter here. Enter. AO automobile. A O U T O M O B I E L. Edit. Page okay. three. So that's the first thing. Alt Shift L. Create a list of all of the misspelled words on the page, and remember you will have a, a list item for every occurrence of the word, okay? Once we've pressed entered on one of the items on the list and we've moved to the word, the misspelled word, I'll show you the second thing that you can do. Because again, you don't want to have to invoke the spell checker to fix the word. Now you may go, oh, okay, I just really did a horrible job on automobile. You could fix it. Or you could press the applications key. Remember also F10. Applications, menu. Okay, menu, let's arrow down one time. Now, my Braille display says spelling group. It didn't speak that. Let's press down arrow. Automobile, similar to car, auto, vehicle split button, one of two. Okay, automobile, 
I can arrow down again. Let's see if there's any other choices. Automobiles, similar to cars, autos, vehicles, split button, okay. two of two. I get the plural. Let's up arrow to automobile, singular. Automobile, similar to car, auto, vehicle, split button, and one if, of two. If you found one that you like, all you do is press enter. Enter. I can connect national deaf blind equipment distribution program dot docs compatibility mode word. Page three. Edit. Ron, to give you a time check, you've got eight minutes left. Yep, I see it. Thank you so much for that. So automobile and, and again if there's questions feel free to, to jump in um otherwise i'll just press on so automobile is fixed and i'm right back at the document i could press alt f10 again and fix any other words that show up any other words that appear and remember and we have a question ron okay go ahead deborah go ahead please Hello. Deborah. <laughs> there she comes. Hello. Hey. Yes, ma'am. We hi. hear you. Hi there. Um, what I was wondering is, um, is this webinar going to be uh, recorded? Can it be sent out uh, to to us? Because I'm interested in the uh, what you were doing there with the spelling. The other thing I have a lot of difficulty with, and I don't know whether it's a JAWS thing, is um, when somebody is has sent you an email and they uh, say something like, um, to uh, contact so-and-so, uh, and they give you a link, and you enter on that link, what happens with me is it goes to uh, anything I want to do, goes to my uh, drafts, folder it says something about reading pain and it doesn't go to where i want it to go i just wanted to respond to um the email on that link okay that's first of all first of all um th these are archived uh, acb Oh, help me out here, Larry. Is it ACB? No, it's ACB Community. It's ACB one? Community. They'll all be up within an, the next week or two. So this will be up there. Okay. ACBcommunity.org. Okay. And I believe the link is called Archives, isn't it? Yeah, it's ACB Community. Um, I, 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 the page is open. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll definitely see it because if you, if you subscribe to the email lists of, uh, mm -hmm. of the daily schedules and stuff, it'll, it'll be out. Yeah. But is there... Uh, uh, no. A recording about the difficulty I'm having with the uh, somebody on um, on the uh, unmute presence um, said that it could very well be a, a Jaws problem, and, and uh, that well, I'm having with. A, there's not a recording specifically for what you're saying. You have a couple of options. You could you could always write, uh, you know, or call our technical support folks. Mm -hmm. uh, you could also do training at freedomscientific.com. Send us a note. Um, mm -hmm. But first, the first thing that might make this work for you is when you've got the, the body of the message open, and I'm assuming mm -hmm. these are actual links, you mm -hmm. can press insert F7 to generate a list of links. JAWS will give you a list of all the links mm -hmm. uh, on the open page, if you will. Mm -hmm. And you can use the down arrow, find that link, and press enter on it and see if that will cause it to be activated. Mm -hmm. So that is probably the most certain way to do it. Um, beyond that, it, it could be a number of things. Mm -hmm. um, maybe JAWS settings. Maybe what what internet? Uh, sorry. What, well, I'm uh, using you know, I'm using Outlook. 
Okay, so it could be Outlook settings if you've got yeah, preview yeah. pane and other reading pane about and that all this too, stuff. Yeah. So you know this it's beyond the scope of what we're doing here. Yeah, you know to spend time and do some sort of a, a tech support thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would. But this touch spelling thing, I'm uh, interested. So these uh, these will, of course will be uh, archi uh, archived and stuff. Absolutely, it'll be part today. of the recording. Yeah. Okay. And and contact us, uh, you know, for the rest of that. Okay. All righty. Okay. Anybody Thanks else? Yeah. Oh, certainly. You're very welcome. Thanks for being here. Anybody else? No. So let me show you um, Word Index. If this is really good, if you're doing research, if you're trying to find articles, documents, this works on on in Word and on on the web, in Notepad, in WordPad. Word index, which you activate by pressing insert plus control plus W, whiskey, insert control W. Uh, it will, it's a tool again for, for trying to uh, get a handle on, on content of a document. It generates a list of words and they, all the words that appear in a document or a web page. The words are sorted with the words that occur the most at the top of the list and then, you know, the least, you know, less and less. So maybe you've got a word that appears four times, some other words that appear three times, a few words that appear one, two times, and then an alphabetical list of words that only appear once in the document below that. And you can look down this list if you're looking for a specific word or concept, and then you can jump right to that occurrence. Just like we jump to the misspelled word by, by pressing enter on it, we can jump to... Uh, a specific keyword. So let's try this in this this uh, I can uh, connect document. Rob, we have Ron, we have two minutes. Oh, oh well, my time display stopped. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, okay, then I'll just tell you about it. Yeah, my my time display is no longer counting time, which is very strange and not good. Um, so you could you could jump to that. There's also a summary button. So when you find a word that you're interested in, and in this I can connect, I. I went and I would go, I would show you the word guidelines and then you can create a summary and the summary will give you the sentence uh, uh, each time that, that that word appears. You get a list of the sentences so you can read down through it and go, oh yeah, that's, that's what I want because it may appear more than once. For example, guidelines appears four times in this document but only one is actually, the, say, the guidelines for hearing loss, what qualifies and you could press enter and jump to that spot. Okay. Well, I appreciate everybody uh, being here for the patience when my computer decided it was going to get weird <laughs> and all of that. If you have questions, you can, of course, send them to trainingandespero.com. I can be contacted at rmiller, R-M-I-L-L-E-R, -L -L -E at vispero.com. And always remember, you can go to freedomscientific.com slash training. There's a lot of great resources out there. And... And unless something comes up, I will see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody.